3: Well, hey, kids, good morning and welcome to There is a Season, the Bob and Gloria show. This is the nation's only show about change, aging and how we care for one another. And I'm Bob Wolf
4: and I'm Gloria Shanahan. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you spending a part of your day here and we invite you to contact the show anytime at 457 1290. You can also write to us anytime at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. Now be sure to tell your friends and family around the country and around the world to stream our show live every Saturday at 9 Eastern at WHIO.com and on the iHeartRadio app.
3: You know, while we are uh, often talking about very practical steps individuals and families can take to manage change, aging, and the care of themselves and their loved ones. Longtime listeners of the show will also know that we periodically try to challenge some of the prevailing thinking on any number of other topics uh, going on in our society. We talk about health care here, we talk about your finances sometimes, we talk about your stuff, uh, we talk about what families are doing with technology. And what's happening to our families
4: because of technology.
3: Oh yes, and there's a lot more to be said about that. So, uh, you know, we're going to try to keep the conversation here fresh and lively and engaging and focused on the how and the why of why we live as we do. And one of the topics that comes back to us again and again, it's intrigued us, and it comes up in our conversations with family and friends, uh, is the perception and understanding of poverty. What is that all about when somebody hears about poverty? What are our responsibilities with regard to poverty and with regard to acts of charity and a charitable heart, and what is considered maybe a generally acceptable formula for being successful in this country. And we're not talking about rock star success and, you know, millions of dollars and all this. We're just talking about the basic fundamentals of being a successful um, contributing member of a society. And there's a lot of conversation about that going on right now. Uh, as a backdrop uh, to conversations about socialism and immigration, and a whole bunch of other things. It's, it's complicated because of the incredible polarity we now have in the culture when it comes to discussions of the haves and the have-nots and the reasons for why we have haves and have-nots.
4: Yes, and any number of discussions about haves and have-nots can, in this age of unchecked social media and media bias, turn into a free-for-all about the role of government, our political leaders, corporate greed, mm-hmm. our economic system. Right. We've got race, the impact of immigration, and a hundred other things that we're, you know, having situations where shouting and accusations and posturing are more than the norm than just conversation.
3: Every day, every right. day on the news, it's, it's always so-and-so blast somebody else about this and that,
4: right? Right. Everybody seems to think they have the answer to things like poverty. And of course, no one person can claim to have the perfect solution. Right. So,
3: so uh, as we said here, we're, we're hearing a lot about socialism these days. Did a show on that uh, you know, some, some weeks back. Uh, we're hearing about a Green New Deal. These things seem to be in vogue among a lot of people, or at least they're getting a lot of press, but are complete sweeping changes to our economic system and environmental policies the answers to the poverty that we have always had with us? Probably not. We've spent trillions of dollars on poverty. I've, I've uh, highlighted a, a passage that I read years ago from P.J. O'Rourke, who used to write for the Rolling Stone, and he wrote a book called Parliament of Whores. And I remember back in the late 80s when the book came out in 1988, he said by 1988, some $4 trillion, that is $45,000 for every man, woman, and child who had ever existed from the war on poverty through the late 80s uh, had received that much money, had received the equivalent of $45,000. But did it make a difference? You know, did it make a difference after four trillion dollars of spending on poverty from the late 60s through the late 80s? So will more redistribution and government control make a difference?
4: Well, we'll be talking more about socialism and things like the Green New Deal. I like to call it the New Green Deal
3: green new yeah which one is it? is it well i was wondering i think it was the green new deal because the new deal of the 30s you know with fdr and all that no. stuff so it's uh now it's the green version has nothing to do with saint patrick's day uh, but I,
4: well i was about ready to say something about that i think it has to do with environmental issues maybe right. yes. or money i'm yes, not really sure well i,
3: do, I are they, they're often one and the same I think. i'm
4: sorry i'm yeah. off track yeah. but anyway um we'll talk more about socialism and things like that in an upcoming show but with regard to charity on there is a season we've discussed things like how far would you go or, how far should you go to help others? And how do you do the right thing when you sometimes feel you're being taken advantage of or maybe even making a situation worse? These are things I'm sure many of our listeners have encountered in their daily lives. So, on the one hand, we've
3: got this big, you know, macro discussion about policy. What should we do as a country? What do we do in our states and our localities and our communities about poverty? And on the other hand, what is our own personal response when we encounter? poverty? What what mental process do we go through or do we go through any process at all? I'm, I'm not sure which is harder to figure out sometimes. Uh, we've, we've got any number of different situations. I remember I was talking about, you know, sometimes you're, you're about to pull off the highway and you see the person standing there with the cardboard, you know, and, and you see the person the day after and the day after the day after, weeks after, uh, and you kind of wonder, do I give money every time I pull off the same place uh you know if they're hanging outside the walmart do you well, we've
4: got, you got the know. logical response going through our head you know through things we've heard or been forewarned about or um you know foretold and then we've got our our inner moral you know christian identity right. wherever that may lie right. should i whatever. even be
3: thinking about this should i even have the filter or I, just give
4: some day. do some don't and then there are those of us who are complicated by the whole thought process what do we do and are we doing things right so, complicating this whole discussion about poverty and charity is what author David French called the myth of the virtuous poor. This belief that poverty is almost completely about the quote unquote other, some force, some circumstance, some long standing oppressive ism, and not about the self. The myth he discusses is rooted in the idea that failing families are largely the consequence of income inequality and poverty. And not the cause of income inequality and poverty.
3: Right. So there's a chicken and an egg question. There is it because the families in our country have frayed, and people are making bad decisions. That that's why we have income inequality and and poverty. Or is it that there are these external forces, and they have wrecked the family? And uh, you know, we've covered this topic. You know, under the myth of, of virtuous poor, we talked about that article a couple of years back. And I recall we had some great uh, phone calls to the show that day. But now we're going to take a fresh look at some of these themes through another article by David French, just published, which has the simple title, Those Bootstraps Still Work.
4: So to begin, David French says, To spend time working closely with poor and working class young people is to be struck by two things at once. How close and yet how far away are the solutions to the economic and often psychological malaise that grips so very many American communities. How close are the solutions? Sometimes they seem very close indeed. He says, I remember my friend Brian, not his real name. He was a young man in crisis, the child of a broken home, the son of an alcoholic father. He had just graduated from high school and he was slipping away. He didn't have a place to live. He was starting to drink all day and all night, and he was considering moving away from the only people who cared about him back to a parent who'd already failed him once. So together with friends from church, my wife and I went to work. We set him up in an apartment next to our house, paid his first month's rent, and dropped by constantly. Friends got him a good job that would teach him a trade. Next, he found a girlfriend, and a year later, I was at his wedding. Soon after that, he bought his first home, and now, he's a member of the upper middle class, living the American dream and raising kids that some would call children of privilege.
3: So it's easy, right? He says. A lot of love, a little money, and a nudge in the right direction, and poverty is over. The solution is right there. So, we tried it again. This is David French and his wife. The next young man, well, he stole from us. He broke into our car repeatedly, and then he disappeared. Next, my wife mentored a young woman who drifted away only to die in a car accident out west. Time and again, the young adult ministry we volunteered for in our Kentucky home reached out, embraced a struggling man or woman, and tried to help him or her find the right path. I can remember helping young men fill out college applications. I taught some how to present themselves in an interview. We went shopping countless times, finding the right clothes. We hung out for hours on and on and talking about life, talking about marriage and about the God who could save their souls. And here's the thing. Most of the time, we failed. People passed in and out of our little ministry. What at first seemed easy was hard, but it wasn't from lack of opportunity. These were people who could learn a trade. Most could go to community college. Many had the skills and intelligence to get a four-year degree. Financial aid was available. Scholarships were available, but they didn't take the opportunities they had. Nobody was blocking their path. In fact, there were people doing their best to push them along, to push them and to put them in a position to succeed, but they wouldn't take the steps. They wouldn't
4: walk the walk. It turns out that the bottle has its charms. So does weed or stronger things, he says, and the youthful experimentation and mistakes that characterize many now-successful adults can drag down people with less self-discipline and fewer role models. Even the most loving church ministry cannot truly fill the void left by an absent father. And when the men and boys in the neighborhood all seem to suffer from that same loss, and our struggles mainly, he's stating, in their ministry were with men and boys, the population even now falling behind in school and dealing with a generation of stagnant wages, he says it can feel as if the most well-intentioned outside intervention is a mere drop of hope in an ocean of despair. The right is now having a new version of an old fight. It's a person's success or failure, mainly dependent on his personal choices or on the operation of larger impersonal forces over which he has no control. The key word here is mainly. No reasonable person believes that economics, culture, and history have no influence over human choices. At the same time, no reasonable person believes that individuals, especially in contemporary America, are extremely imprisoned by circumstance.
3: So, what do you think? We're just getting rolling here. This is the latest article by David French called Those Bootstraps Still Work. And we'd love to know what you think today 457 1290. Poverty, it's been with us all the time, it's been with us throughout our history. Is it a matter mostly of larger external forces, or are there some things here that are more personal? And then what is our response to it? We've got a lot more ahead coming your way. We'll be right back with more after this.
4: You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
0: When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
5: Instead of being exposed to stock market losses, what if you could have the opportunity to get substantial bonuses on your retirement accounts and the potential to participate in stock market gains without any participation in stock market losses? Call Rusty Miller for your complimentary retirement and income kit and annuity rate report at 844 912 7233. That's 844 912 SAFE. 844 912 7233. (laughs)
6: huge savings during cedar hill furniture's march mania sales event get special financing with approved credit plus professional delivery and setup now's the time to upgrade your home court with slam dunk savings for every room in your home get your winning deal today in huber
2: heights kettering or springfield
7: Dollar Shave Club. Dollar, we bought this moderately priced radio ad to tell you we're way more than just a shave club. Dollar, that's right, we also make top shelf shower, oral care, deodorant, cologne, skin care, and more club. Right now, get one of our shave, shower, or oral care starter sets for just five bucks. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at regular price. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com/slash Dayton today. That's right. That's the name of your city after our web address: dollarshaveclub.com/slash Dayton.
1: Better squeeze that lucky rabbit's foot. Check your horoscope and shake that lucky eight ball. Powerball is up to four hundred ninety-five million dollars. That's four hundred ninety-five million dollars. Take on the odds your way and play Powerball today. And while you're at it, don't forget. Get to try the new Decade of Dollars scratch offs with one, two, five, and ten dollar games available, you could win $500 to $5,000 for up to 10 years. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly.
5: Life has its ups and downs. When you experience a setback due to injury, illness, or surgery, Fast Track Rehab at Trinity and Patriot Ridge Communities puts you on a quick path to recovery. We have spacious private suites, nutritious meals, and experienced care teams who help you build your strength and get back to doing what you love quickly. Call Trinity or Patriot Ridge today at 937-317-0935 to reserve your
2: inpatient rehab stay buying a car or truck, you kick the tires and we'll kick out a great rate. Abbey Credit Union has auto loan rates as low as 3.49%. This offer is good on new and used vehicles. Visit us in Vandalia or Troy or at abbeycu.com. Chilly
8: to start off this morning. Temperatures around the upper 20s at the coldest point. There's uh, breezy conditions out there as well. That's making wind chills start off around the lower 20s. Mostly sunny out there today. Again, that breeze is sticking around with a high of 42 degrees. Clear overnight tonight. We're starting off Sunday on St. Patrick's Day with a chance for snow showers, eventually transitioning to rain showers by the afternoon with a high temperature of 43 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and
3: News 95.7 WHIO. Welcome back to There is a Season, the Bob and Gloria Show. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. And we're talking today about this whole topic of, of poverty. You know, is, is this something that's more based on external factors that affect people's lives? Is it something more about internal things that, you know, is something missing with people? Is it about a lack of opportunity? And uh, that's one piece of, of what we're discussing today. The other part is, what is our response, regardless? What is our response as, uh, as Christians or whatever faith you may be, um, just our humanistic response? What do we do in the face of poverty? Because a lot of us have faced situations where we are, are no doubt charitable, and other times we feel a little bit jaded, maybe, you know, that Well, are, are we doing the right thing by giving to some person?
4: Right. And like you said, what is Poverty, maybe that's been diluted. Maybe that the definition's blurred for us more than ever now. Right. I right. don't know.
3: Especially in a country that's wealthier than any other country around the world. You know, we have different perspectives on this when we that's compare this right. to you know, Malawi and you know other places in, in uh, around the big globe. Let's welcome Bernie to the program, Bernie. How you doing, Bob? Good. How are you? Fine.
9: My experience has always been, uh, and this is this is for me is like. I've always been one who go, who's a go-getter who went out and t- tried to do whatever I want. And my experience is, if you've got that kind of attitude, most people will help you. But if you just lay back and think, "Oh, it'll come to me," you're nowhere. That's <clears throat> my experience, you know, with with my adult life of work and
3: stuff. What What is the response, though? Since we still have people of all different capabilities, backgrounds, attitudes, uh, you know, culture. Uh, what they learn as they're growing up. What do you do then in terms of your own charity when you face, you know, as David French talks about in this article, with uh, a lot of f- folks who who don't seem to, you know, pull themselves up by their bootstraps. What do you do in that situation?
9: Well, uh, I'll tell you. I mean, uh, I'm not a Bible thumper, but I know there's a scripture in the Bible says, "If you don't work, you don't eat." But it, it probably shouldn't be that way. Uh, I I do give money off and on to different organizations, a little bit at a time. But uh, I basically think a, a lot of it, you know, it gets to a point where it, it, it's up it's up to the individuals to try to, you know, like you say, the bootstraps still work, and you know, I've always used them.
4: <laughs> Rightfully right. so. Yes, you have. That's right.
9: So Thanks. anyhow, and I'm not trying to criticize anybody who doesn't use them, but. No. And there's a song called the YMCA where the, it says, put your pride on the shelf and go down to the Y and get help.
3: There you go, from the village people. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I like that song. I wish we,
3: we should have that queued up. You should have told us ahead of time. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Bernie. You're very welcome, Bob. Take, <laughs> Take care Bye. Bye. So we are talking about this article from David French, uh, The bootstraps Still Work. And as we were going to our last break, we were talking about uh, the right, the conservative right in the country. Now bringing up this topic about whether or not, uh, you know, is it economics, culture, and history? Are those the things that are primarily driving poverty? Have they always driven poverty? Uh, Or is it more a question of individuals, especially in contemporary America, who are imprisoned by circumstance? So, um, you know, there are ways, of course, in which political actors can put a hard cap on individual achievement. There are factors, things that have gone on in our society, and, and one that he points out here is slavery the most obvious example. The hardest-working, most responsible slaves in the world could never, ever rise out of slavery by dint of sheer effort alone. They could do everything perfectly. They could live exemplary lives. But whether they died in bondage was completely up to their masters. So that's a glaring example of where circumstance uh, trumped any personal initiative. The Jim Crow South was almost as bad when Martin Luther King wrote that millions of Americans were denied a good education, adequate health services, decent housing, meaningful employment, and even respect, and were were then told to be responsible. The The word denied all too often meant denied by law and by policy. Black Americans were segregated, redlined, and intentionally deprived of educational resources. The government for them was a boot heel pressing down on their necks. In uh, 1963, George Wallace made his famous stand. I think a lot of us can remember that. It was entirely right and proper for black Americans to say that they could not progress until the man got out of that door. By one generation after Jim Crow, 20 years after the passage of the Civil Rights Act, conservatives made a different argument to poor and working class black Americans. The boot heel was largely gone. The consequences are still with us, yes. But instead of pressing you down, government is focused on lifting you up. There is a path forward to prosperity. It takes hard work, it takes perseverance, but success is attainable through your efforts.
4: Before we ever heard the term success sequence, we said the same thing in different words. Get married and stay married. Get a job. Wait until after you get married to have kids. Do those things, we argued, and you can enjoy the American dream. Sure, it's hard. But opportunity is right there waiting for you. Take it. It's yours. We pushed the message so hard that we oversold it. We minimized the legacy of centuries of real and intentional oppression.
3: Interesting things he's raising here, this whole idea of a success sequence. You know, does it, is it, it has been pushed too far? Is it still valid? That's what we're wondering today. We're talking about poverty. We're talking about your response to it from a charitable perspective and whether or not there is some formula for success, So you see, no shouting here, no blasting each other through social media, no gaslighting. or What's the other term that people are using now? I forget. Do you know? it's uh, there's, there's some other... Uh, some, I, we'll look it up. Some new hip phrase for how you trash the other person. We're just having calm and reasoned conversation from your favorite geezer and whippersnapper. And we'll be back with more of all of that, plus your calls to 457-1290 when we continue.
4: You are listening to There is a Season on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
0: Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO, Dayton, Springfield. Your news starts now.
6: Depend on it. It's 930. I'm Jonah Adi with the WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. We're keeping our eyes on the sheriff's deputies that are preparing for St. Paddy's Day celebrations, taking precautions. We'll let you know what those are. Plus, more on a crash in Shelby County where a driver abandoned their car.
8: We've cooled down quite a bit, but warmer weather is closer than you think. I'm meteorologist Jesse Magg. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up.
6: Well, WHIO triple team traffic looking all clear this hour on the major freeways, not seeing any major accidents out there causing any trouble nor on the service streets throughout our area is our top story. The Montgomery County Sheriff's Office message to everyone this weekend is simple. Have a designated driver if you plan on celebrating St. Paddy's Day. There's going to be an increase in checkpoints and patrols this weekend in an effort to keep the roadways safe. With the St. Patrick's Day holiday weekend underway, Montgomery County Sheriff's Office hopes not only do the checkpoints catch intoxicated drivers, but it stops impaired drivers from getting behind the wheel. That's WHIO's Monica Castro. She says information about where the checkpoints for this evening are are going to be will be released later on today the arrive safe program will be in place until six o'clock Monday that'll offer a free cab ride up with a fare up to fifty dollars if you call 4499999 you can have more check out more on that at our website who.com well now to Shelby County where a driver ditches their car after it rolled over and caught fire Co- uh, Crews responded to that scene on a river on river Road near Miami's Miami Road just before six this morning investigators say the driver hit a curb with such force that it flipped the car and a car caught fire. No one was found with the vehicle at the scene. We'll be following this story as cops are working to find the driver and any other passengers that may have been in the car at the time. Well, in Atlanta, man is indicted Thursday in connection with a double shooting in a date in, in, back in November. 31-year-old Michael Jenkins is charged with four counts of felonious assault, each with a three-year firearm specification. He's also charged with having weapons under disability for a prior drug conviction. That's WHIO's Dave Daniels. Jenkins is accused of shooting a man and a woman in November of last year on Riverside Drive. He's going to be arraigned March 28th. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast is meteorologist Jesse Mag.
8: Clear skies to start off in the morning hours. Breezy and chilly. Low temperatures around 29 degrees. That puts wind chills in the lower 20s. We're looking at mostly sunny skies out there today. Still breezy with a high temperature up to 42 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station. AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO.
6: A latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar looking all clear. A beautiful Saturday morning for us. It's 30 degrees right now in Troy, 32 in Springfield, 33 here in Dayton at 933. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News.
10: Are you more than $10,000 in debt? Feel like you're on a never-ending treadmill, staying in one place and never getting ahead with those minimum payments? You feel like there's no way out? Don't let the credit card companies bully you anymore. There are programs in place to help you get free of your debt and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. The program at Total Financial Freedom can help you get debt-free in months instead of decades. Get off the debt treadmill and stop the harassment. Get free of credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and medical bills. Call now at 866-844-7344 for free information. For about 10 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, too. Get off the endless cycle without having to declare bankruptcy. You'll have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call Total Financial now at 866-844-7344. That's 866-844-7344.
0: Get local news when you want it. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO have flash briefings now available on your Amazon Echo.
3: Welcome back to There is a Season with Bob and Gloria, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob.
4: And I'm Gloria. Got a question or a comment for us? Maybe you'd like to weigh in on the article we're discussing this morning. 457-1290 to join us live.
3: As we were going to the break, we were talking about the success sequence. Uh, this is something that's been kind of kicked around uh, several times. It's fallen in and out of vogue. Uh, this is the idea that you should finish high school um you should get married delay children and obviously get get work uh, and delay children to after the age of 21 that's the the general sense of it and that's that's sort of like a uh, a formula that a lot of people particularly on the right have suggested is one of the key uh, elements of our society and a way out of poverty we're also asking the question today you know what constitutes poverty anymore uh, is this something that is really a product of A lot of external forces pressing down on people, or is there some kind of inner poverty going on that has kind of um, uh, denuded uh, the the American family that has weakened uh, the culture in some way? And what is your response to it then? What do you do in the face of all that? How do you have a charitable heart? How do you give when you've got some question about what poverty really is? anymore, uh, whether it can be corrected by social policy or corrected by something you personally do. So that's a lot to roll into one show, but your, your calls are welcome, 457-1290. As he says here, uh, David French, when he says uh, talks about the success sequence, he talks about how conservatives may have oversold individual effort as a cure-all, um, but at the same time, people were still rightly skeptical of the ability of government to undo uh, even damage that it might have caused he uses the example, when military forces bomb a city, a government can reconstruct buildings. But can it repair shattered hearts and damaged souls? Similarly, when a government spends more than three centuries intentionally oppressing a divine group of citizens, it creates wounds that, sadly, no government program can truly heal. The government can help or hurt with various policies and initiatives, but the truly hard work is done by the individuals affected. They stagger, they get up, they put one foot in front of the other, and if given half the chance they can do remarkable things. So, conservatives tried to teach us this hard truth with varying degrees of compassion understanding and with varying degrees of commitment to the ideas and programs that could do some good. But where are we with all of this?
4: Well, however, in a recent National Review online essay titled, Different Races, Same Boat, Utah Senator Mike Lee cited the Martin Luther King Jr. comment above, which is, uh, it can become a trap a, cul-de-s-gass, a a de sac an excuse for doing nothing. Uh, millions of Americans, he said, are still denied a decent education, good health care, and a meanif- meaningful wage. Denied? That's a powerful, loaded word. Denied by whom? Who is standing in that schoolhouse door? Whose boot hill is on their necks? And This is where the American story really gets complicated. There is no single movement, person, or idea to blame. There is no politician that we can remove. No law, or collection of laws, that we can change. There is no clock we can turn back that can transform the history or nature of American opportunity. The plight of the American working class, he says, is a result of many, many factors working together. But no single factor is more important than the oppression visited on the individual by himself.
3: What do you think of this? Four wow. five 457-1290. <laughs> Let's welcome Bob, a different Bob, to the program. Mm-hmm. How are you, Bob? You're on the air.
11: Uh, Thank you. I am great.
3: Good to hear that. What's your thought today?
11: Just offering a a few comments. Poverty, we have it. But what we don't have, and I don't even know if it will ever exist, is a way to a path to get out. And what I think needs to happen with that is look at an issue. So be centered toward education. Because I am convinced that if you have the education, you can accomplish a lot of things.
1: Mm-hmm.
11: And, and, and that really never relating back to success. But what we have now are... Babies having babies, parents not understanding the importance of education, and then you just and when you look at that environment, it keeps multiplying itself over and over again. So there have to be a whole bunch of things. Now, now I'm, I, I am a conservative in my own way. I'm convinced that if you don't have a job and you're capable of working. That we need to be finding you some type of employment. Mm-hmm. I don't think any children need to be coming home every day and leaving their parents at home not doing nothing, right. unless they're physically or mentally not able to do so. so. Education begins at home.
3: So, do you think that that formula, that idea of uh, educate, you know, at least finishing high school, people would say today that probably you should have something beyond high school, like training in a trade or something along those lines do you think that that formula of education delaying children uh, until marriage uh, until after even the age of 21 do you think all of that makes sense still today is it relevant
11: yes it does but what you're having now we're dealing with is the latter occurring having children look up ending in poverty and then saying woe is me Mm-hmm. To correct that part.
3: Yeah, break somehow you know, so break that cycle, right? That's
11: right. That's where you break the cycle. I, I'm convinced education will will break that. Uh,
4: and you I mean education at home?
11: I'm a minority. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am highly educated. If you want to consider a master's and a bachelor's degree as being highly educated. Uh, some even call me wealthy. At the same time, when I grew up, all I, we we did, did not grow up in poverty. It was a lower, maybe even middle class. But I was always taught, you get an education, and you can help equalize your own opportunity. All right. And, and, and I think that is just as true today as it was. Specified sixty years ago when my parents were telling me that. You
2: have an education. Okay.
3: okay. Yeah, we're gonna. We're, I'm gonna get to another call. I appreciate your call, uh, Bob. You, you hit it on the. They had the, at least one element of the success formula uh, that he's talking about: education. I think a lot of people would agree with. I don't know if uh, by itself it's enough anymore, and what does it constitute? As you said, here is education uh, something simply formalized by you know what we do in our schools. And of course, we have a lot of failing schools. There's that. Is there also something that needs to be taught at home?
4: Yeah, a, a different type of education.
3: Yeah. Let's welcome Keith to the program. Keith, you're on there as a season. Good morning.
12: Oh, thank you for taking my call.
3: You're I, welcome.
12: I'm. i i I'm, I'm, I'm gonna... I got a. Speak, I'm speaker so I Hey Keith, Look it's
3: here. a Keith, it's a tough uh, connection. Do you You're mind calling out. back?
12: One, one second, are you there now?
3: Yeah, uh, that's a little I, bit better. I
12: took it, I took it off the speaker.
3: Okay, so, go ahead.
12: I thank you. And thank you again. And I, I really don't I'm kinda of cautious what I say, but um I think there's a difference between money and, and spiritually being wealthy. You know, when I'm a believer and I believe in God's word. I believe this is a fallen world and we're not supposed to be chasing money we're supposed to be redeemed from our sins by mercy and grace mm-hmm. that's what i believe and god said the, the the poor will be always among us that's why he's coming back because he told adam because he fell from grace he said you will sweat by your brow and then you surely would die and for us believers jesus is the one that brings us a spiritual wealth because he, he said the he said the poor will be rich in faith but the, but the ones who have the money will be
3: prideful, because the money can't save
12: them. Right.
3: So you understand what I'm saying, Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, the so connections a little. It. The connections a little rough still, Keith.
4: But your point. Your point. But we, but is, we did
3: get that point, and it's, um, you know, there, there are a lot of factors. So he's he's hitting on. If I'm summarizing this right, he's hitting on the fact that there can be an internal poverty. Uh, that people have that's never going to be made right by material or wealth by physical or financial sustenance right Right. absolutely let's welcome steve to the program steve you're on there as a season how are you
13: i'm good today how are you
3: good what's your thought okay
13: um two things talking about the success ladder about the only person you hear talking about that these days out there is ben shapiro who mentions it quite a bit that statistically we know if you do these three things you're almost guaranteed to rise yourself out of poverty. Now, one of the issues I think that causes a lot of our problems in our society now is the social welfare programs that we have, the way they're structured. And don't get me wrong. They're a wonderful thing. We need to have them. They do a great good to people in need. But the way that the welfare system, even our tax code is set up, it penalizes people once they get married. A single mother at home with kids and no job receives more benefits than a married couple with the same number of kids. Mm-hmm. You pay a higher rate on your taxes once you get married. So if you find yourself in those situations where you need the help, thank goodness it's there, and it's a wonderful thing. But once you're in that system, the system is structured to keep you needing that system because it penalizes you when you take the steps that would get you out of
3: it. So in other words, the the success formula sort of becomes short-circuited uh, once people go off that track, if, if they're, exactly. whether, whether they're very, conscious very of it or not. It. So, so essentially the government then stepping in and replacing uh, the role of, of a marriage or you know, the, the structural nuclear family that we've had for decades and centuries, by them stepping in, you're saying it's almost impossible to ever return back to uh, the original formula that Ben Shapiro and other people are talking about.
13: Right, and I don't think that was ever the intended function of the why, the way that those things are set up, but that has become the reality these days.
3: I in see. my opinion, yeah, good point. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. We're talking about David French and the article. Those bootstraps still work, and one wonder what your thoughts are. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. There's a line open for you. Um, you know, it, it, he covers in this article and so forth all kinds of factors he, he discussed. Uh, the gap in education, things that Martin Luther King still called our attention to. Uh, He was asking the question here, do economic stressors place strains on marriage? And he says, yes, absolutely, yes. But is the decline in American marriage and the rise of illegitimacy directly related to American economic outcomes? He says, no, absolutely not. In 1940, just after the Great Depression, American prosperity was in doubt. Racial oppression was rampant, and economic insecurity afflicted countless households. Yet data from the Center for Disease Control shows that the illegitimacy rate was below 10%.
4: In the 60s, the illegitimacy rate began its long, terrible climb, through good times and bad, through war and peace. The siren song of the sexual revolution changed American lives. Even when American manufacturing employment grew, so did the illegitimacy rate. It grew during recessions. It grew during economic booms. Steadily, it grew until it was outrageously high, even before the trade shocks at the turn of the century that made it harder for working-class, uneducated men to find jobs that paid enough to start a family. And let's talk a little bit, he says, about manufacturing and American competitiveness. No one, he says, should forget that the good old days of American manufacturing began when the cities of our international competitors were in ruins. In the aftermath of World War II, he says the titans of Germany and Japan were piles of rubble. Great Britain was exhausted, France was recovering, and China was still a peasant society suffering from immense losses in World War II and racked by a civil war. Could anyone reasonably believe that the American economic dominance would continue on the scale of the post-war years?
3: He goes on to say the victimizers of American workers weren't just the dreaded elites But also ordinary citizens of the countries across the globe, men and women who dug themselves out from the rubble, rebuilt their nations and started producing some of the best products in the world, products that enriched countless American lives, but also created challenges for us, even within, say, the manufacturing sector. So there are, you know, here he's discussing one of these external factors what was because a lot of people will say well a lot of manufacturing jobs were lost and that was one of the major impacts economically that helped to drive unemployment and drive poverty and so forth again he's sort of taking that and saying yes there's two sides to this we're asking a little bit more layered question here which is what what percentage of it is the external versus what's going on in people's lives internally and also what is our response to this uh as people of charity you know, when you see this kind of situation and you see certain intergenerational poverty continuing, do you scratch your head going, yeah, the system is kind of rigged to perpetuate this, and why should I continually feel that I need to give to something if it's sort of corrupted by the way the system is structured? It's a complicated thing. Four We're going to go to a break, and we'll come back with uh, Craig and Mike. And if we can fit your call in, we will. 457-1290 when we continue today.
4: You're listening to
3: There is a Season on AM
4: 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
0: It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
1: Looking for something fun to do with family or friends? Come out to Shoot Point Blank, the leading indoor shooting range in Dayton. With 20 clean, climate-controlled shooting lanes and over 80 rental firearms to choose from, Shoot Point Blank offers a great time for the beginner or experienced shooter. There's no membership required, and weekly range specials are available, like their popular lunchtime shoot or Friday date night. Before you make plans, first check out ShootPointBlank.com and live confidently.
7: Cedar Hill Furniture, you're gonna love the change.
6: For huge savings during Cedar Hill Furniture's March Mania sales event. Get special financing with approved credit plus professional delivery and setup. Now's the time to upgrade your home court with slam dunk savings for every room in your home. Get your winning deal today in Huber
3: Heights, Kettering, or Springfield. At
7: Cedar Hill
10: menards nobody beats our prices on paint so you can tackle any project at low prices exceed your expectations of what makes great paint with pittsburgh paramount interior and exterior paint it provides the most advanced protection in true one coat coverage save ten dollars a gallon after mail and rebate on pittsburgh paramount paint now during menards think spring sale nobody beats our prices at
0: menards
10: sale prices good through march 16th
0: save big money at menards if you served in the military, you may be eligible for health care benefits at the Dayton VA Medical Center. These are benefits you've already earned through your military service. Regardless of when or where you served, you may be eligible. To apply, just call us at 937-956-0770, visit our website at dayton.va.gov, or just walk into the Dayton VA Medical Center and ask for assistance at the front desk. The Dayton VA Medical Center, you served us, now let us serve you. Do
5: you own an annuity? Some annuities can have catastrophic fees, risk of loss to principal, and very few benefits. Others can provide substantial bonuses, guaranteed growth, and guaranteed lifetime income. Shouldn't you find out what annuities are best for you? Call Rusty Miller for your complimentary Retirement and Income Kit and Annuity Rate Report at 844-912-7233. That's 844-912-SAFE call
2: 844-912-7233. The Developmental Disabilities of Clark County Endowment Fund is getting colorful at the Clark County Fairgrounds on Sunday, April 28th. Die Hard 5K is aiming to improve the health and safety of people with developmental disabilities by providing necessary equipment, such as ramps and wheelchairs. Visit clarkdd.org for more information. This lively event is for the whole family, run or walk in the most colorful 5K ever this airtime provided by neighbors helping neighbors underwriters include white allen and Dyer garofalo man and schultz
1: Better squeeze that lucky rabbit's foot, check your horoscope, and shake that lucky eight ball. Powerball is up to $495 million. That's $495 million. Take on the odds your way and play Powerball today. And while you're at it, don't forget to try the new decade of dollars scratch-offs with one, two, five, and $10 games available. You could win $500 to $5,000 for up to 10 years. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly.
7: Dollar Shave Club. Dollar, but way more than just Shave Club. Dollar, that's right, everything you need to get ready in the bathroom club. Dollar, and they're all top shelf products too, club. Dollar, and can you believe it's only $5 to get started, club? (sighs) Dollar, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, face wash, toothpaste, toothbrush, prep scrub, shave, butter, shave, lather, post-shave cream, post-shave dew, beard oil, repair serum, hair gel, hair paste, hair cream, pomade, hand cream, face moisturizer, lip balm, colognes, butt wipes with the cool peppermint tingle, oh, and of course, really, really great Razors Club. Dollar, but we're certainly not going to change our name to that club. Right now, join the club with one of our shave, shower, or oral care starter sets for just five bucks. After that, the restock box ships regular-sized products at regular price. Get this deal at dollarshaveclub.com Dayton today. That's right, that's the name of your city after our web address dollarshaveclub.com slash Dayton.
0: Do you have a social security disability claim which has been denied or a workers' compensation claim from a work-related injury? Call the social security disability or workers' compensation lawyers at Elk & Elk. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk Elk & Elk, serious lawyers for serious injuries.
2: Need to remodel or refinance your home? Open a home equity line of credit with Abbey Credit Union. Interest as low as Prime plus zero percent. Visit us in Vandalia and Troy or at abbeycu.com.
8: Chilly to start off this morning. Temperatures around the upper 20s at the coldest point. There's a breezy conditions out there as well. That's making wind chills start off around the lower 20s. Mostly sunny out there today. Again, that breeze is sticking around with a high of 42 degrees clear overnight tonight. We're starting off Sunday on St. Patrick's Day with a chance for snow showers, eventually transitioning to rain showers by the afternoon with a high temperature of 43 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
3: Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob. And I'm Gloria. Coming up on this program, next several weeks, we're going to be talking about how I started my career after I retired. Also, what continuing education in your retirement years can do for you. And marijuana, psychosis, and crime, all bigger and badder than you think. We've been talking today about poverty. We've been talking about our relationship to it, our, our acts of charity and so forth. And we've been asking, getting various opinions here uh, about what it entails and what conundrum it creates for people. We'll welcome Mike to the program. Mike, you're on. Hey, Bob Gloria,
12: thanks for having me on. Real quick, uh, my son's at high school. He... Can you hear me? Yes, yep. go ahead. Okay, my son's a high school a history teacher down in North Carolina, and he sees examples of this every day of the students he teaches where they're just not motivated to do anything, and, and it's very disheartening to him that they just don't seem to be uh, ready ready to do anything once they get out of high school. They're not, they're, they just don't take anything seriously, and... Uh, and he says it's getting worse and worse and worse and obviously it starts in the home with the parents and and what what standards they put down and what's and the what's what the
3: smoking gun in all much. of that what's the what's the malaise it,
12: it is a malaise
3: okay all right uh well, let's welcome let's welcome uh, Craig to the show Craig you're on Craig you still there yeah. Craig I can't hear you are you there
12: yes i am thank you
3: okay go ahead
12: the point before the break, that poverty can be much more than just economics, it's cultural poverty, poverty of opportunities and poverty of um, male role models, et cetera. Let me leave you with a question. Uh, There's a poverty of educational opportunity, and we're wanting people to get into something after high school, some kind of trade or skill. I understand that to get into a technical school at the high school level you have to be in the upper 50%, I mean, the grade point average up I think is 2.5 or greater to get into technical schools. Maybe that's backwards. Maybe the people we should take into our technical schools, trade schools, could be the school the kids that are actually failing uh, traditional uh, scholar, uh, traditional academics in high school. Maybe those would be a better target audience to treat to get into the
3: trades. That's an interesting uh, turn on that whole idea, Craig, and I appreciate your call to the, to the show. Interesting way to think about that. He does summarize, uh, David French, with, with these final thoughts.
4: Yes, he's, let's end with a series of simple, indisputable facts. If a person finishes his education, gets married, and stays married, his chances of either becoming poor or staying poor are small drop out of school and the poverty rate skyrockets, have children out of wedlock and raise them in single-parent families, and the poverty rate skyrockets. He goes on to say that there's no guarantees, of course, right? People make good choices, people make bad choices, but people can choose to do the culturally vital things. And it well, will ease the poverty.
3: And that's all we've got time for today. Our Appreciate time. you being along today. Uh, remember, dear friends, seek grace in every step. Never regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. For my dear friend and co-host Gloria, for our producers and everyone who makes the show possible, big thank you for being here. You've been listening to There is a Season on AM 1290, News 95 7, WHIO.
0: From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.